Hey everybody, welcome to the Dark Sliders Podcast with Doug and Brad. Hi. We are back after about a two-week vacation. Two, yep, two and a half-ish. Give or take. Uh, we so. record these at weird times, so I'm never actually sure. Like sometimes yeah. we record them on Sunday, Saturday, Tuesday, when whenever we're free, basically. Well, and then and then we post it like somewhere between six hours and four days after we record it. So <laughs> yeah. when we recorded it versus when it actually happened, and time is weird. But anyway, yeah, this is our first episode back. First episode of 2016. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, we're having a radically different format too. We're not. It's the same stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Radically different. By that, he means there's no news going on. And so we're not going to talk about news. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's the same thing as always. Uh, we've both been playing a ton of games since we did this last because it's the holidays. So time off and free money, essentially. So all kinds of new games that we've been playing. So we're just going to kind of run through what we've been t- playing for the past couple weeks here since our last episode. So tons of games to talk about. Undertale. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, the new Amplitude, all kinds of other stuff as well. So we'll go through some of those here. But the first one I want to start with is the Game of the Year by many us. people, but not from <laughs> us because nobody, neither of us played it. And I don't quite get it, but Doug spent some time with Undertale, yeah, which I'm really curious about. Yeah, yeah Undertale is pretty good. I uh, <laughs> I like it. I don't think it's God's greatest gift to mankind, as like as some people think it is. But I can understand why people would think that. Th- this game, I, I kind of put in the category of Cave Story, which is kind of weird. If you've never played Cave Story, that means nothing to you. But if you play Cave Story, you're like, oh, okay, I kind of get that. Ba- basically, what happened when Cave Story. Story came out is that it was a game that sort of took a just a general gameplay concept, Metroidvania, and put all these kind of really cool twists on it that other metroidvania games hadn't done before and this is basically the same it's the same idea where it takes a basically a well-trodden concept the jrpg and then adds these really kind of cool twists to it and it's it's basically the 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 thing that people like about this game i can tell is like the sort of little twist that they play on this because the game constantly plays with the mechanics which i love the thing that is like i, I knew that we were going to talk about undertale for this episode because I want to talk about Undertale. The thing is, like... <laughs> and that's the way things work. The best, the I best... knew it was going to happen because I wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Well, the thing was, like, what I was thinking, I was like, oh, man, I love this part in Undertale. Oh, I can't talk about that. Every Everything I like about this game, I can't talk about because a lot of it has to do with playing your playing on your expectations of what you expect this game to be. And what I expect this game to be was, was a JRPG. And it's not really a JRPG. It's... Interesting. I would actually call it more of a shmup, like a, a shoot 'em up game, because uh, <laughs> those two things go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the thing that the thing that's kind of cool, the thing that always kind of bugs me about JRPGs in general, uh, it's both turn based combat. Is like you can never really block an attack, and this game you can block every attack. And h- how it works is kind of like, have you ever played WarioWare? Like yeah. the mini game collection? Yes. Yes. Okay, it's a lot like WarioWare. So like. <laughs> <laughs> So like in WarioWare, so JRPGs to shoot 'em ups to WarioWare. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like this game's super hard to explain, and like saying it's just a simple JRPG is not explaining it at all. Um, so every time an enemy attacks, you kind of like turn-based combat. What happens is like a little box will form, and you have like a little heart. It'll be something like dodge the bones or dodge the this, and then you have to sort of like kind of like move your little heart around so you don't get hit. So sometimes it can be like 
that's why I was saying it was kind of like a shmup, because sometimes it would be like a lot of bullets flying at you, so you have to like sort of move your heart around and dodge the bullets. Or sometimes like they'll flip the screen, so you so like they'll flip the screen and now you have to like hop like a platformer, or they'll do something really strange where suddenly like the box that you can move like your little heart in like expands like across the entire screen, and then you have like a whole screen you have to mess with, and sometimes characters will actually like mess with the screen. It's a lot like it's, it's fourth wall breaking isn't the right word. It's just kind of like your expectation, like okay, I'm this little heart that has to dodge around. And it just plays with that like uh, constantly. It's like every enemy attack you can dodge, but you like every enemy attacks in completely different ways. That's not simply just like I attack, you attack, I attack, you attack. Um, yeah. So that's why. It's, so yeah. So I guess my question is with this: When mm-hmm. did this game come out? When did it come out? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. People, I I literally got it because people just would not shut up about it. And I, re- I realized it actually run on my laptop, so I have no idea. Because to me, like, I never heard of this up until Game of the Year Awards, and then all of a sudden it was, like, the greatest thing ever. I, I don't I, remember this game coming out. I don't remember anything about it until mid-December when everybody started talking Game of the Years, and all of a sudden this was everybody's Game of the Year. Yeah, that's what's kind of cool about it, though, is, like, because it, it was entirely word of mouth. So, like, word of mouth games, like, oh, I have no idea when they come out. I just, I heard about it, so that's when I played it. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of cool because I don't think it had any advertising. And it was just like the uniqueness of this game, I think, is kind of what drives people to talk about it. Like when you when you play a game, like the reason you want to talk about a game is because you find something kind of inspiring about it. Or you find something yeah. unique. Or, and it just has that like in like uh, the entire game is based around just playing with your expectations. So I think that's why people are talking about it because like because it's a hard game to talk about. Like I'm saying, like what I'm talking about, it's like, oh, it's all these different little things. Like the thing I'm like the thing I haven't talked about at all is like you can go through the entire game without killing anybody. Like you can just talk to enemies. But when you talk to enemies, sometimes you have to like it's not just simply, okay, say this thing, say this thing, say this thing, say this thing. One is like one is like there's a there's a bird that you find that likes telling jokes. So you have to laugh at its jokes. When it tell when it so you have to like laugh at its jokes and then say it's doing a good job and maybe it can be a comedian one day. And it's like, oh, thanks, man. And then the, that's how you win you. the battle. <laughs> okay, that's kind of awesome. Yeah, like there, there's another enemy who has a hat that he really loves. Um, so like when you examine an enemy, usually tells you something about it. Like one, like the one I was describing before, it's like he's a failed comedian, but he wants to be a, a famous comedian one day, like his dad. Or another enemy, one will say like, oh, he really loves his hat. So you can compliment him on his hat, or you can steal his hat, or you can. So it's it's kind of like these. These things, like, as soon as you think you kind of understand the way the game works, it kind of twists it a little bit. Just, like, kind of, like, I had beaten a boss, like, really, really late in the game. This is, like, not spoilery, because there's just some item I kind of held on to the entire time. Because I was like, I don't really know what to do with this item. It just kind of gives me health, but I, you know, I'll just kind of keep on, I'll hold on to it. And I held on for the entire game, and, like, the very end of the game, I showed it to, like, an enemy. And he's like, oh, hey, you're that guy. And then the battle just ends. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Um, that's kind of awesome in my mind i just keep picturing this like me and doug play D D with another couple of people and we've oh done yeah a few times where like we'll be like oh yeah these guys show up and i'll be like wait a minute can we just talk to them instead of fighting them and it'll be oh well, i guess go ahead what do you want to say <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then all of a sudden oh we're not fighting them anymore like in my mind that's what i'm picturing is you got to get more control over what's going on with your situation as opposed to a final fantasy game where it's like nope this thing's gonna come kill you regardless of what you want or are going to do yeah, it it feels like it's really strange because it feels like you're making a lot of kind of important choices, whether you not know it or not. Like you can sort of like create these like little side st- stories, of like talking between characters, and like a lot of the monsters, like just w- there's some monsters that's like won't even attack you. They'll just like hang it out. Like oh my, one of my favorite. This is kind of a 
this isn't really a spoiler, but um, one of my favorite ba uh, battles, it's just a normal battle, and one of the enemies that you fight is a guy called just, um, I don't know his name, his name's like Tim or something. And then when you, when you like <laughs> examine Tim, it says like, nobody likes Tim <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so like one of the options, like dialogue options is to ditch Tim. So what happens is you ditch and it says like you and all the monsters ditch Tim because Tim sucks. <laughs> and, and so like Tim disappears, but if you let the battle keep going, like Tim wanders back. <laughs> and it's like it's like all the monsters are suddenly disappointed because Tim returned. Um That's awesome. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. I, I I I don't know if I would highly recommend it just because like I said, I played Cave Story, so and I kinda when I'm when I'm thinking about this game, I kinda have the same category as Cave Story. Um but if you've never played a game like Cave Story, you've never played an indie game that sort of likes to play with this stuff, I'd really, really recommend it. And the characters are kinda cool and weird and the the, the universe of the game is super, super strange. Hmm. And I, I kind of wish that, Brad, I think you should actually play this so we can actually do a spoiler cast about it because it's a really fun game to talk about. Um, but I'm Yeah, but it's a PC game. Yeah, but it runs on your PC. I promise it runs on your PC. I don't care what your PC yeah, is. Yeah, but it's a PC game. Yeah, but... Uh... I don't, I'm trying to think right now like what the last game I played on a PC was. I think it was like Tropico 3 maybe. If your PC can run tro just get just honestly I honestly because you have a video game podcast you should we you should get Undertale and we should talk about Undertale and not just because like oh everybody's talking about Undertale we should talk about Undertale. We should How long is it? I don't know, like 8 hours, maybe 5 hours. I don't know, it's pretty short. Okay. I think well, I'm like 5 hours at the end of the boss. Cuz I'm cause I got Xenoblade and Fallout and other oh. stuff waiting and those are going to take me a bit. Yeah. But maybe who knows? Maybe it's just could be. Yeah, I don't know. It's a game that kind of like I sort of like lost myself, and I was kind of like, eh, maybe I'll just see what it is. So I was like, it was like seven bucks or something. I was like, okay, sure, seven dollars, whatever. And I, I think it's just, I think it's just a wholly unique experience um, that I kind of wish I'd see more games do. Like, I think a lot of games sort of like Walking. We've talked about this before. Like Walking Dead sometimes plays with the mechanics of how you talk to people and things can be like interrupted and things like that. And this is entire game entirely based around messing with that stuff. Um, so it's pretty cool, but uh, if you're playing Xenoblade and Fallout, it's kind of like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Compared with the... Yeah. yeah. Alright, so moving on here. Mm -hmm. So, this is a game that I actually played before, but I bought Destiny the Taken King. Mm -hmm. It was super cheap, and there was some weird coupons and stuff, and basically I ended up getting it for 10 bucks. Yeah. So I was like, well, why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I played Destiny. Destiny was actually the first... One of the first games I had, well, not first because it didn't come right around at launch, but in my mind, it's one of the first games I played on PlayStation 4. So it's been a year and a half since I even touched this. I know there were people who kind of kept up with it through all the different updates and everything, but I hadn't touched this game in probably a, at least a year, if not longer. Yeah. And going in and putting the Taken King in and starting that up, this is a completely different game than what the original Destiny is. Is that a good thing like, or... Yes, in a very good way. Like everything I thought about the first time through with Destiny, a lot of that is now better. Like, like the issues you had, or what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. So, part of some of my issues with Destiny is it was hard to figure out what to like to navigate. It just seemed like it was kind of like randomly. They've put in like quest things now, where there's actually a quest tracker, and you can actually track and see. Okay, these are the steps I need to do to finish this quest. These are, and you actually have a quest list like you would in an RPG. That wasn't in Destiny before. It was just mm -hmm. some guy said go do this, and that was the only thing you could really go do. And it would just it never seemed very organized. Before you could carry five of these bounty things, which are basically how you level up a couple of main 
uh, pieces in the game. Mm -hmm. Now you can have like double that. My biggest issue with Destiny is the story didn't exist. The Taken King actually has a very thought out and laid out story that makes sense. And I actually kind of wanted to get through as opposed to Destiny where halfway through I was like, I don't even know what's going on. I don't care. Nothing's going on. (laughs) I'm just a guy with a gun in space shooting up things on planets. Great. This actually, there's a threat to what's going on. There's steps to go through to beat it. There's minor things in the way as you go through. It's got some really cool interdimensional things because basically you're playing with or you're trying to fight this guy who's come back to take over everything. And I don't know. It's just it's very, very well done. And it feels like a very different game than what it originally was. Yeah, I mean, like, because I was thinking, like, I should have got this. I don't know why I didn't get around to actually getting it. <laughs> well, maybe that thing, maybe that deal's still probably not going on. <laughs> um, it's not. It was like a three-day deal. It was like the end of one week's prices with a coupon that worked for the next week, and they just happened to overlap for, like, a day. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn it. Um, it, yep. This game, like, do you need to do you need to play all the way through Destiny? Like, did you, like, load up your old Destiny character to start playing? Yeah, I continued, I continued on from mine, but... Um, I think because I gave up on this game really early because I was just like, eh, whatever, this isn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not feeling this. I was a super low-level character, and as soon as I logged back in with Taken King, uh, the first thing I got is I went and talked to one guy, and he's like, here's this item. I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. Just give me an item. Like, the first guy I talked to him was like, oh, this automatically boosts you up to level 25. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I'll just jump those 10 levels. Thank you. So, no, I don't know if that's in it automatically, but story connection-wise... I- you're connected with like a couple of the characters from the first game, I think, are in there. Like I said, I couldn't even tell you what the story of Destiny was. Yeah. Because it was just, I didn't care by the end, and I started like skipping cutscenes and just like, oh, it's a cutscene. Okay, I'm going to go grab something to drink. Oh, like, geez. It, the, the original story is bad. And I read this somewhere when I was looking at it, and somebody described it as it feels like Destiny was a beta test for the Taken King. Oh. <laughs> and that's and that's almost what it feels like like it's like oh all these really intuitive features that people would have wanted are here now that's cool oh okay it's, it's the gameplay does like the gameplay radically change i mean there's probably and i i don't doubt i mean i've like read online i know there's like a lot of like additions and things like that but does like is the core gameplay sort of the same and then the thing they just change yeah. is kind of like the like it's the flow the feeling of it the world building aspect just making everything seem more like there's something to do okay destiny my biggest problem was once you played through everything you had patrol missions where you could go out and sometimes you would have random missions assigned to you and randomly things would come up and you replay the same it just seemed like a lot of that whereas now there's much more laid out quests there's much more things to do Mm -hmm. and everything kind of makes sense it also comes with the two expansion packs as well that actually had fairly good stories themselves at least by destiny standards <laughs> one of which almost serves as like a prequel to taken king oh okay so that's kind of so cool. did you play through those first before you got into taken king yeah i did okay. i went yeah i played through those in total all between all those i think i probably put another 10 to 15 hours into destiny from taken king and those two expansion packs mm-hmm. so i mean well worth it and i think i don't know i was always on the feeling like destiny felt like a really fun game but it wasn't a really interesting game oh okay this kind of takes it and makes it a fun and interesting game. <laughs> and if this game would have come out versus the original Destiny, I feel like I would have had a much better idea of what Bungie wanted to do with Destiny from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of. This feels like they finally realized what they wanted. Yeah, I heard. A, I heard a lot of it is based was based on like player feedback and stuff like that. So I, that's why I was kind of curious to, to hear because, like you were saying, I've heard that I've heard that beta test 
comment before where it's just like they're just like radically change they it doesn't sound like they radically changed the gameplay like it's not like they just had like a really really good core gameplay it's just they like you're saying they changed everything else to make it a lot more intuitive yeah they basically just went through and said what can we do to actually make this what people want which again is what you do after a beta test so it definitely feels like that plus you've got nathan fillion who's the guy who talks to you the whole time which that makes things better. is it nathan wait no are you sure it's nathan fillion is i'm pretty sure it's the guy who's nathan drake no, 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 that's the guy who's the ghost. Oh, Nathan... Wait, wait. both those guys are in that game? So, so Nathan Fillion is... Um, I don't remember the guy's name. He's, like, the government guy who, like, gives you the mission and, like, guides you through the mission. Yeah. Your ghost is... God, I think it's Nolan North. Yeah. Nolan North or the other guy. No, it's definitely Nolan... Or the other guy, um, Troy Baker. <laughs> it's it's, yeah, it's definitely Nolan guy. North, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Nolan North is your ghost now. He took over for Peter Dinklage. And then Nathan Fillion is kind of the guy who's, like, giving you missions, guiding you through what to do over, like, your comm the whole time. So it's actually kind of cool because Nathan Fillion and uh, Nolan North kind of go back and forth a couple times. So it's just, I don't know, much better voice acting. Much It makes it seem much more important what you're doing as opposed to before where it was just kind of like every now and then somebody would be like go do this mission for you and then you go do the mission and then you come back and like oh cool thanks for doing it yeah because now you've actually got somebody kind of guiding you through it ah damn i hate when you talk about games like i just never plan on playing and then you're like you make them sound good (laughs) like i just i just like destiny was like i don't know i played it i thought it was kind of neat just never thought i'll play it's like crap maybe if it's maybe if taking king's 10 bucks again (laughs) then i'll actually yeah i Again, I think it it's definitely a much better game now. I could definitely recommend it now much more than I would have been able to a year ago or a year and a half ago or whenever it came yeah. out. All right, moving on here. Uh, Drawn to Death. Yes. You spent some time with this. Did this full game come out? No, it's like beta? super this in the beta. beta right? Yeah, it's like super in beta. Yeah. Okay, I thought so because I feel like there was like nothing about this. And then you said, oh, I'm playing Drawn to Death. And I was like, uh, that's a thing already? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Drawn to Death is definitely a thing. It's, <laughs> Dr- hopefully, yeah, no, Dr- Drawn to Death is, is such a, it's such a cool, weird game that people are going to hate. I know, just like, now, <laughs> I just like, I played it, and I was like, I actually, I had a lot of fun with it. I just know people are going to hate this game. They're going to, I know, like, the first thing out of people's mouth, like, oh, this is one of those games that's trying to be cool. So if you haven't heard of Drawn to Death, Drawn to Death was... Drawn to Death is David Jaffe's new game, who he did, he did God of War, he did uh, Twisted Metal, he did Calling All Cars, um, I know he did some other stuff. Um, fancy PlayStation fancy games. Fancy PlayStation games. Yeah, but his, his <laughs> whenever you hear David Jaffe talk, like his big thing is always mechanics. Like He just wants to have really, really, really solid mechanics. Um, and so what Drawn to Death is, Drawn to Death is kind of like, it's kind of like a third-person Unreal Tournament with... It, I, I don't know if the weapons are unique. It's it's kind of like, that's the best way to describe it. It's just, it's Unreal Tournament, third person. Um, but the sort of wrapping paper on it, like the art design and stuff, I think is what, I think is really, really cool. And some people are just going to absolutely effing hate so, so much. That's, this is the game that's supposed to be like high school kids notebook, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually the, I want to, this game kind of like, when, when I started up, I was kind of like, oh, you know, I don't know how this game's, I've heard, I've heard some mixed opinions about it because some people really didn't like that. It is, it is like an angsty teenager, um, writing in a sketchbook. Kind of like how I like DMC because I felt DMC was a really good example of like teen angst. This is a, this is yeah. a really good example of teen angst. And it kind of just like revels in it. How the game starts, I thought was 
so 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 cool and i, I know people are going to talk about it when it when the full version comes out it's actually gonna be a free-to-play game and i know you're already like ah oh, crap wait really yeah i hadn't heard that before. yeah no it's, it's so. gonna be free-to-play i know like, yeah i don't know i didn't really get into the free-to-play aspects but anyway so when i start up the game it just says like sony computer entertainment america presents it doesn't say drawn to death what happens is um you're in a classroom like an actual live action classroom and a professor is giving a lecture on cpr and you can like look yep. around the classroom and it's like it's actually like video it's like it's a it's an actual video of like people like and they, like look back at you and there's like a jock guy and like throw paper at you and stuff and you actually are you controlling this or is it just a no video? you can look around like you can actually like look around the classroom okay. and like yeah. sometimes people like look back at you but the guy's giving like an actual lecture like you're actually learning how to do cpr and i was like whoa what the hell is going on and then um and then and then from that point from that point on you look down and your character's like taking notes and then that's like the main menu screen. It's kind of, you know, it reminds me a lot of his Brutal Legend. I was going to say, as soon as you started describing that, I'm picturing the record coming down in Brutal Legend, where it's the actual like vinyl record that comes down as your menu. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a lot like that. So it's like, so it's like his, his notebook and you can sit there and like choose matches and stuff like that. So I really like that. It's kind of cool because you can still sort of hear the lecture going on in the background, but it's sort of muffled. So when you start a game, so you can like pick your characters and your characters all are all kind of like just kind of stuff like you would probably sketch as like a middle schooler. Like there's a guy called like Cyborgula who's like a Dracula slash cyborg um, and his head opens <laughs> up and shoots rockets. Uh, one of the weapons you have is a bow and arrow. And instead of an arrow tip, it has a Hulk hand, like like a detached zombie hand. And then it blows up when you hit people with it. And the levels are really cool. Like one is like an alien invasion and it's like this big gigantic octopus thing, like tearing up buildings and stuff. And I, I don't know, like the, the actual gameplay to me isn't super exciting because it really is like a, a third person shooter, you're jumping around shooting guys. And I just, but I really, really love the, the sort of the, the arty aspects of it. And like when you, when you like, when you start a match, when you start a match, like your main menu screen kind of like flips to like some sketches and then your character like falls into the pages so like as your character's like falling, you see like all the sketches get bigger and bigger and bigger, and you see like this tiny little sketch. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you see this tiny little sketch of the arena getting bigger, and you like drop down. You can actually like, drop down and hit guys. Um, so it's got like a kind of like an orbital strike sort of thing, or like a or something like that. So you can like really pick on the map like exactly where you want to land and where you want to spawn. Really, really cool game. I I feel like this game is gonna be super divisive when it comes out, uh, just because the art style. Because I. Uh, I don't know. I like it. People are going to hate it, though. It makes me sad because it's like clear that like the artists are just having a lot of fun with this game. It just it just seems like this seem this game seems like it's just made with fun. And uh, people aren't going to like that. <laughs> yeah. So other than cool artistic things, is this any different than generic standard arena shooter? Is there anything that separates it from that other than the aesthetics? Um, I want to say yes, but no, not really. It It is pretty much just like it's it's a fun it's a fun shooter it's like a fun arena shooter actually you know you remember that like xbox unreal tournament it's kind of like that unreal Champions. yeah 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 it's kind of like that yeah yeah, yeah. i played the hell out of unreal yeah so i mean if you had fun i have a pc like i like the game <laughs> i think that like the general game is is pretty fun like it's a, to me i was just i was enjoying myself i wouldn't say it's like it's god's gift to man or it's like holy crap this is completely redefines third person shooting um but but i had fun with it but I mean, the last, I can't even think of the last good, just straight arena shooter. Yeah. In kind of in vain of the Unreal Tournament that I've even, I can't even think of the last one that I played. Yeah, and they definitely don't have them on consoles very often. So. Exactly. So that alone makes me kind of excited just because I was 
Unreal Tournament I never played too much of, but well, I played it like on the Dreamcast, <laughs> which is not, not the best way to play, play Unreal, Unreal Tournament. Tournament. But like Unreal Championship, I played so much of on uh, the original Xbox. So that alone makes me interested just because I love those games and they've kind of died out and you get more of the objective based stuff now taking the lead so yeah so and the thing is it's free it's gonna be free to play so it's gonna be something like if like oh this is so dumb like you can at least try it before you buy it so yeah. well, you don't even have to buy it like and, and it's uh and it kind of looks like league of legends um where you can like buy characters and i'm not really sure i'm not really sure how the free to play works it kind of kind of wasn't like really functioning it was like clearly still in beta format so i couldn't really tell how the free to play works so Hopefully, I'll probably play more um, in the future when like the next beta runs out, comes out, and then I can actually talk a little bit more about that. Nice. So, if you don't know by now, Star Wars is a big deal again, which makes me really happy. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Go see, go see that movie. Why do we not? We we should we should have talked about that. I'm surprised we didn't actually talk about. I mean, we've talked about it like off the podcast, but that'd been pretty good. To be well, we haven't we haven't done a podcast in two That's and a half true. weeks, and <laughs> it only showed up for like a minute before that. So. Anyway, before when Battlefront first came out, they put out the special PlayStation 4 limited edition console that came with a fancy controller, and you also got all these classic PlayStation mm-hmm. games. Uh, Bounty Hunter, Racer Revenge, and Jedi Starfighter, and then the new Super Star Wars HD remaster remake. So you got like one good game and a so bunch you... of garbage. Hey, <laughs> I'm talking about these games, not you. Uh, <laughs> so you got three good games and kind of a pile of garbage. But Anyway, uh, what they actually did, and there were a couple of sites selling these online, is that they started selling off codes to get these games for 15 bucks. So you get Super Star Wars and the three PlayStation games for 15 mm-hmm. bucks, which, considering they're selling PlayStation 2 games now for 15 bucks, <laughs> seemed like a pretty good deal to me. Yeah. Um, so I spent a whole bunch of time playing these classic Star Wars games. And I've said this before, but I can't wait for more Star Wars games. I forgot how good Star Wars games are. <laughs> Are they okay? Before I know you're going to get into this. Before you get into this, are they actually good games? If they you you yank out like I feel like Battlefront is one you could probably like. Oh, you you can't you can't even play a Battlefront if it's not Star Wars. Like it's so they're so attached to each other that yeah. like Battlefront is Star Wars. Star Wars is Battlefront. Okay, but with these games, I feel like you can separate them a little bit more. Are they good games if they aren't Star Wars games? Ah, uh, they're okay games if they're not Star Wars games. Okay, um, yeah. so I played through all of Jedi Starfighter, which is like a prequel, I think, to Episode Two. Holy um, crap, these games are old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, these are all these are all early, well, not early mid generation PS2 games mm-hmm. for the most part. All of them are set right around Episode Two. Which I thought was odd games to go with, because there's other games to go with that aren't right around episode two, which is not a great Star Wars movie. But anyway, <laughs> Jedi Starfighter, it's it's basically just like, a, it's like Ace Combat in space. And again, I've talked about this before, that mm-hmm. like space games are way better than air combat games. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely because a you're preference. In space. <laughs> you're in space. How is that not awesome? <laughs> I think that's um, like entirely a preference. You just like state that as a fact. It's supposed to be entirely It is a fact. It is a fact. Space <laughs> games are better than... Who wants to fly through clouds when you can fly around planets? Be I don't know. There's here. like 10 Ace Combat games, so probably those people. <laughs> There's like 10 Jedi... Or Star Wars Starfighter games in some sense or another. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, that game, like, I guess they're okay. I, I sat down and played through all of that one in like two days. Which isn't a good... I wasn't working, so that's not a great accomplishment. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's 
what I liked about these is you can definitely tell there's some upscale from the PS2 games, and it kind of made mm-hmm. me understand why they're charging a bit more for these PS2 games, because when you play the PS1 classics, it's just the straight PlayStation 1 game. There's nothing there to it. Yeah. These games definitely look better mm-hmm. than what they originally did. They don't, I mean, not head and shoulders above it, not, oh man, this could be a PS4 game. It's definitely a PS2 game, but it's what a PS2 game looks like in my mind, not yeah. what it looks like when I go and play it on PS2. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sounded like like some of like those HD remasters we've seen, like uh, Final Fantasy X and... Yeah, it's know, not like quite that good. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite that good, but they definitely did some stuff to it. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, like, this is what a PlayStation 2 game looked like when going back and actually playing PlayStation 2 games on a PlayStation 2. It definitely didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that so that kind of makes me think, okay, that $15 price tag, there's something going on there that's doing that. Yeah. And, and then, there's, like, work being put into it, clearly. Yeah, exactly. And then there's the trophies and things, stuff like that, that, you know, whatever. You can, however you feel about trophies. But, I don't know, it was fun to go back and visit these. It makes me want more Star Wars games, which is good. Uh Mission accomplished that that on their part. <laughs> that's all That's all they wanted to do is they wanted to be like, remember we made Star Wars games at one point? Yeah. Weren't those cool? <laughs> yeah, like, well, but, I guess, like, breaking down the games individually, like, which is, like, how'd you feel about, like, Super Star Wars? Like, that was the one, actually, I kind of wanted to get. So, the PS2 games, Jedi Starfighter, it's fine. It's a Starfighter game. You go around and you shoot stuff in space. Mm-hmm. Bounty Hunter, which was one of my favorites, is feels really dated mechanically. Yeah. And just plays like an early generation PS2 game. So it's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Like, that one I only played maybe half of just because I got sick of the controls. And I kept dying because of dumb things like constant waves of enemies and things like that. Oh, that you yeah. just don't really see in terms of game design anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. I remember this. It was good. Yes, great. Race Revenge I played for a minute or two. That one wasn't too good. Um, <laughs> but that one was, that one never was to begin with. But. Super Star Wars was probably the best one out of the group. That okay. and that one you can tell they put the most work in. I mean, that does look really pretty. I played it on Vita. Oh, great damn, game, to play, game to play on Vita. Vita. <laughs> that game, I don't remember. I had that for my Super Nintendo. I do not remember that game being that hard. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I've heard the game is like insane. Did you actually beat it or no? I beat it on easy <laughs> with they put in like a save state function, oh, so you can okay. just instantly save the game whenever you want to. Mm-hmm. I beat it and abused the hell out of that. <laughs> like, I, I sat down and I tried it, like, just, oh, okay, I remember this. I could beat this when I was a kid. Like, I feel like I beat this when I was, you know, eight or nine years old. I should be able to do this. I definitely didn't beat that game when I was eight or nine years old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But I could get through maybe, like, the first couple levels, and then I'd go back and die, and it's like, oh, start back over at the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, save state. So. <laughs> game is hard. It's... It's a great platformer, though. The platforming, the level design, everything like that holds up. It feels it feels like a new game. There's nothing in my mind that would... If you like 2D platformers, it's a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go in knowing, use the damn save states, or you'll be pissed off. There's a couple of vehicle levels that just... They didn't work on Super Nintendo, and they still don't work now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that was like, that was like, I, I was like that like Mode 7 graphics, where it's like kind of fake 3D or whatever. Yep, it had a lot, all the vehicle sections had that where it's like you can't see anything coming until you're about to run into it, and <laughs> you can basically you're basically just turning in place and hoping stuff doesn't hit you, but are also trying to. Sh- it's just it doesn't work great, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, it was a fun game. I it's I don't think it's worth the ten dollars they're selling it for, but uh, when that goes on sale, I'd highly recommend that you buy it. So like of all of them, Super Star Wars is probably the best one to get. Yeah, the other three, I kind of understand now, like, playing them, why they're not selling those individually, because they still aren't, even though they've been available for 
going on three months now. Mm-hmm. None of those, I feel like if I would have paid $15 individually for those, would not have been too pleased just because they don't hold up that well. And yeah. I think the games they picked, like Dark Cloud and Grand Theft Auto, those are games that are going to hold up much better than these did. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Cool. I'll probably More pick, I won't pick up Super Star Wars because damn, as soon as they're like, oh, you can play it on Vita, it's like, oh shit, that would be a great Vita game. Yeah, it would. There's a lot of games. Oh, oh yeah, they need to bring Under... Uh, this is totally random. They need to bring Undertale to Vita. Vita, like, if that game came out on Vita, oh, that'd be so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Alright, continue. <laughs> Moral of the story... Go see Star Wars. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's made like eight bajillion dollars. So I'm assuming you already have. Yeah, if you're listening if to this you podcast, you I, I can't imagine somebody who listens to this <laughs> podcast hasn't seen Star There's Wars. There's gonna be one person who hasn't seen Star Wars who's just I hate Star Wars. I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, probably true. Go see Star Wars. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. And also play Super Star Wars. Right. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Far Cry Four. Yeah. This was your first Far Cry game since the first one, right? Yeah. I I feel like I might have talked a little bit about this on the podcast, but I actually kind of spent more time with it uh lately so i kind of wanted to like talk about it again um yeah it was my first far cry since far cry one and i i hadn't i haven't really played any like ubi bloat games like uh everybody talks about like what was that ubi uh ubi bloat i don't know how you describe like you know ubisoft games just have like a ton of shit to do and it's like none of it really means anything (laughs) Did you just make up a word, or is that actually? I don't know. I feel like I must have read that myself. somewhere. But like, it was, it was something I'd always heard Ubi about. Bloat. <laughs> it's something I always heard about. It's like, oh man, these games are so bloated with like crappy content. It's like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, like, okay, probably. I just never played one of these. Um, but yeah, <sighs> I feel this game deserves better than being a Far Cry game. Is the best. What do you mean? Yeah, that's like that's why that's kind of why I kind of start. It's because everything amazing about this game is immediately destroyed and made completely irrelevant by Far Cry's gameplay. So, wait, when you, when you say Far Cry's gameplay, do you mean the actual core mechanics of shooting and driving around and exploring, or do you mean, like, the, like, holy shit, why do I have to do so much garbage? I would say it's a combination of both. Like, the... Okay. Do you, do you know how a lot of people complain that Bioshock Infinite's gameplay didn't really... It's, like, a, it's a really, really heavy shooter, didn't really fit the story? Yeah, or yeah. like the or the context. This is like the worst I've ever seen in that regard. Because so that so the game the game takes place in the Himalayas and it actually takes and it's oh man the art in this game is gorgeous, which makes me so mad that I don't like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's it kind of takes all these inspiration from these different cultures within the Himalayas and kind of mixes and matches them. And it's really there's some really really gorgeous art because I guess a lot of like this this. A lot of the art they do is this really, really highly detailed, very, very colorful uh, looking thing. So so um, there's a lot of areas that are kind of inspired just by the colors. So you'll come to these areas of just these gorgeous landscapes and like every character model looks really, 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 really detailed. And like there's clearly some sort of they're clearly like referencing something they directly saw um, while doing research. And it's like put it it's like put on themselves uh, then put put on the characters like the clothing is all really unique. But god damn, does the Far Cry gameplay just suck. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks because it doesn't give you any time to actually appreciate any of this. Anything that's cool about the game, that game doesn't want you to sit around. Because you have to run through it so fast? Well, it's, it's not that you have to run through it so, so fast, but the game constantly nags you about like other stuff around you. So, like, let's say it's like, oh, I'll go to this. It's like, okay, let's say I just want to go to an area. Like, as you're just, like, walking to an area, there's constantly all these, like, little notifications, like, oh, go there, oh, wait, look at that, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that, look at that. It's not like you're actually discovering it. It's just, you have, like, these little dings of notifications and shit that, like, or, like, or, like, you look at your mini-map, and as, like, you're walking along, you'll just see, like, a billion things on your mini-map, like, pass. So, 
at first that's kind of cool. It's like, oh, there's all these cool things to explore. But what you find out is that like each of these like little things to explore and pick up, th you've seen them before. Like after like four hours, I feel like I've seen a vast majority of this game because it's sort of just like it takes these kind of core art assets and just sort of like mixes them around in like different configurations. Okay. So like one tower, like the jumping's a little bit different, but the tower still has like the exact same wood roof, the exact same uh I don't know, ladders and stuff. They're just in sort of like different configurations. So I never really felt like I should like go explore anything because whatever I got, I'd probably pick up on the side of the road anyway, or just find another place like later on. Um, yeah. And I've, I actually know what you're saying. Cause it almost seems like you're more going from just like dot to dot as yeah. opposed to actually exploring, which is, I'm going to talk about it towards the end here. I just started playing Xenoblade Chronicles and I put in like four or five hours into that, maybe only three or four, but that game makes you want to explore because as soon as you start that game, you just start seeing the weirdest looking shit <laughs> and you can go wherever you want from the beginning. And it's just like, I, there's no necessarily specific collectible things, so to speak. There's quests that ask you to collect things, but mm. from the get go, I just wanted to walk around and see all these weird giant ass monsters. Yeah. And this game just like, doesn't have that. And, uh, which is really, really disappointing. And if uh, God dang, this game, so this game's like so hard to talk about. Actually, what I'm thinking about, like, when I'm playing this game, it's not that it's a bad game, but it kind of reminds me of playing Solitaire. <laughs> Brad, how do you like Solitaire? It's like, it's so, or like Minesweeper. When I'm bored, it's fun. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's kind of, it's not, I don't know if fun's the right word. It's just like, it just feels like I'm kind of passing the time. And it really sucks <laughs> because this gorgeous art is in it. And the gameplay just kind of feels like passing the time. That art kind of just doesn't matter. Like, some of the stuff they have is like insanely detailed. Like they have these cool like little prayer wheels. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen like on National Geographic, like these kind of like large cylinders and you spin them. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like all, there's like all this like really tiny text on it. It's all made of brass and it's like really gorgeous. But like the whole thing is like you spin it and then you're like unlocked. It's like, Oh, you spun a prayer wheel and like, like a little notification will pop up. So it's like, it's like the fireworks at the end of solitaire. Yeah. Like, oh, those are pretty. <laughs> but it's not even, yeah, but it's like, yeah, well it's, well, it's actually more like the dialogue box that comes up that says you win. <laughs> or like the card shuffling around. Yeah, it, yeah, it's just like, it's like a really minus like, oh, okay. All right, sure. Um, it just makes, it just feels like every, like none of the items you pick up feel like they mean anything. It's just kind of like filling whatever bar you need. Like you're filling your little, I don't know. I got f five animal skins and now I can make a wallet. Okay. Well, there's still like, got to pick a hundred more <laughs> animal skins and. Actually, probably the most disappointing. Bro, this is kind of getting into a little bit of spoiler territory. Uh, it's Far Cry, I think. We'll yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually the coolest, cool the the part where I kind of thought, like, God damn, this game um, <laughs> was a. Uh, there's a part where you where you basically do drugs, or you you have like a vision of a guy of a a native person going into Shangri La, which is sort of like this, basically the Garden of Eden. And when you're walking through it, the art design is just gorgeous. Like there's like, like the rivers are completely red. It's not red with blood. They're just like red rivers. And like there's these all these like red yeah. leaves falling. And they have these gigantic Buddha statues. And you can there's like these bells. And there's these really weird demon things with these really ornate masks and stuff like that. But as you're going through it, you have all these like little notifications. Like I literally got a notification that said explore Shangri La. I was like, what? What? That's what I'm, I'm, I'm doing. Yeah. That. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. It's just like. They kind of like completely kills it. It has like the same UI as the rest of the game. So like you're in some sort of like mystical fantasy realm and it has like a little like yellow hexagon that says go here. It's like, hey, no, like you killed yeah. that. Like, and um, 
like you get a tiger you can control and the tiger is like this mystic sort of it's this white tiger that you find and it's and it's it you i don't know you have the sacred spear and you can tell the tiger to go attack the demons and like they <laughs> puffs and smoke and it's really cool but it just still has all this like stupid ui shit that kind of like kills whatever you're doing it just it just feels like you're it just takes you yeah out and of you're just checking off boxes again and uh and I don't know, it just like it just feels like any little step forward this game could have made is hampered by stupid shit that just kind of man, I'm sorry, I'm mad about this game. As <laughs> I'm talking more and more about it, is because I feel like this game could have been one of those like really game changing, great, great games if it wasn't a Far Cry game. See, and what's interesting about this is as you're talking, so many things you're bringing up. I'm just picturing in my mind things from Far Cry Three. Oh yeah, I've never the played Far Cry. Exact so. <laughs> same thing. Yeah. As this, and it pissed me off then. Yeah. Because there's a lot of the like tribal, like, you know, you're going into doing this thing, and it's all this kind of like crazy mystical stuff. But yeah, here's your little notification. Here's this. Did you did you check over there for this? Remember, this is here. And she's yeah. like, oh well, okay. So I guess I'm not supposed to be going. Ooh, pretty. I'm supposed to be going. Oh right wolf oh right yeah need to get that rock <laughs> yeah it just it feels like playing like a cell phone game or something where like you're just like filling bars like oh did you collect all yep. your berries for today it's like yeah yep. i guess <laughs> all right sure yeah, yeah. it's just damn yeah. anyway <laughs> far cry 4 graded airports so, <laughs> yeah. to another game that is not great uh so we've mentioned a couple times on here and doug gives me shit about it for it every time yeah I en- enjoyed slash liked Final Fantasy thirteen <laughs> and enjoyed slash liked Final Fantasy thirteen too, even a little bit more than that. <laughs> so I finally broke down because it was like twenty bucks and decided time for lightning returns. Have you actually played have you there. played through thirteen two and thirteen like all the way? I have played through I have played through the main story in both yes oh, okay all right so you actually understand you know the story of like lightning and this is like the final yeah and the falsy and how she's the savior and she was in valhalla and how there's an end of the world but then it wasn't the end of the world and there wasn't end of the world and this time it wasn't the end of the world and now there's another end of the world <laughs> and this time the second game the main character from the first game died and the third game the main character from the second game died but the first character from the first game is... yeah there's a lot of shit going on in this um and <laughs> Basically, so I've played maybe 10, 15 hours of this, so probably halfway-ish through it. I've heard it's about 20, 30 hours, so maybe halfway through this game, mm-hmm. and I'm about done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I played the demo for it, and I actually felt the combat was, like, super the awesome. The combat is super cool. <laughs> this game had Square realized about halfway through the development that Final Fantasy thirteen in the series concept at this point is overdone, confusing, and nobody gives a shit, <laughs> and titled this Final Fantasy 812.2, <laughs> and just completely removed every question from Final Fantasy, or every piece of information from Final Fantasy thirteen from this, it would have been a much, much, much better game. Oh. The combat is awesome. The main concept of this game is basically like, it's the end of the world, and lightning has to go through and try and save the world in five days. Yeah. And time of the day periods matter, and basically it works kind of where the entire game is open from the beginning. Oh, that's kind of cool. You go down, and the game has five main quests. Mm-hmm. There's four areas, five main quests, and basically you go through, and you just have to finish these five quests in these seven days. Oh, okay. Certain things unlock at different times. So, for example, like on day one, I got to the point where, okay, 
there's a phone that's only or these people to investigate this cult that are killing people. You have to be there between 12 and 2 to answer this phone call and give them the secret password. Well, it's 8 at night. Okay, so I've got four hours, so I'll take the train to this other area. I'll explore a little bit, work on that Jeez. one, come back at 12 o'clock, answer the phone. That's really cool. And then go, yeah, like some of the mechanics and the ideas behind this game are great. But everything so far, and again, spoilers if you care, <laughs> um, everything is directly related to like another Final Fantasy character. 13 characters so it's like oh yeah the shadow hunter's coming in the shadow hunter he's gonna end the world and he's gonna defeat the savior and, da, da, da. and it's the other main character for final fantasy 13 too and the opening scene you're going to this town and the leader of the town now is one of the main characters from final fantasy 13 oh and the guy guiding you through is the kid from final fantasy 13 who was an adult in final fantasy 13 too and is now a kid again because time works that way in this game oh. <laughs> so like everything's just got these weird interconnected pieces and there's this demon that's like haunting you because you're the savior and you can't tell like what she's really doing and she's this really cool demonic character and everything but she looks just like your sister who died in the other game. Oh. <laughs> so it's like okay so I know where this is going already. Yeah. So there's just a lot it's just hampered by that but the the combat system I love it. It's great. So basically you have, you assign attacks, you get different outfits and each outfit has a different set of attacks. It has different HP levels, different attack levels, different magic levels, all that stuff. Mm. So basically you only fight as lightning and you can still have that party aspect where you have like, for me right now, I have basically a debuff costume an attack, a physical attack costume and a magic costume. Oh, okay. And I just cycle through those as you go through. Damn, that's like so. Are so are why why do you stop playing then if you're not if you're not gonna if like if the mechanics because like the mechanics you described are pretty cool and then I know you I had some annoyances with like everything is Final Fantasy thirteen in it. Is it just those like minor annoyances with like the characters it's and just, story that's just kind of? It's just I've experienced the gameplay for like enough time that I don't really feel like I feel like yeah this is a cool game to play it's kind of fun to play, but I just don't care about doing any of the stuff and like the like Final Fantasy small tasks in between the combat you know what i'm talking about like the go walk through town and find this oh, okay yeah. now we have to have this and it's like i don't really want to sit through the hour of that to get to the 45 minutes of combat to sit through another half hour of that kind of stuff yeah okay i can, I can kind of understand yeah it's just yeah damn uh, yeah. and plus i just got xenoblade so that kind of crushed it, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of for everything you saw it kind of sounds like a game that was not final fantasy 13 3 to begin with like it's like hey we got these really cool ideas for a game uh yeah we'll actually make that game but you gotta put lightning in it and all the finalizer well and again to be fair like it kind of works because lightning was always kind of this like she was working for uh valhalla and god and all these other like angelic references in final fantasy 13 2 and they kept talking about the end of the world and how to prevent the end of the world in final fantasy 13 2 so it does connect story-wise it's just that story is so overloaded with details and tiny little pieces that you have to remember for the course of, I mean, what, like eight years worth of time now from the original Final yeah. Fantasy 13. That's just, it's just weighed down by all mm -hmm. that. Damn. But. That's a bummer. I actually might, actually might, I, I kind of want to give it a rent just to see what it was. Just because if the, because like if I don't care about that stuff, then I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But the issue is, is you have to sit through it all. Oh. <laughs> you know, you sit through the cutscenes. Like before you get to the combat, you've got to sit through like, the 45 minute intro yeah. and before you actually get to the full combat system, you got to sit through, you know, like the first hour or two of getting your costumes and all that. So it's like, yeah, it sounds a lot like final fantasy 10 too, which had like super, super cool gameplay, but like a really hit or miss story and stuff. 
Exactly. It is exactly like Final Fantasy X too. <laughs> <laughs> it is that exact same thing where it's like, man, this is fun to play, but man, I don't want to deal with all the story aspect of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Alright. Couple more here. Amplitude. Yeah. The new one. Mm-hmm. Not the old one. No, not. So you actually bought this? I did actually buy this. Um, why? Because I kept... Cause I'm... Well, okay. First of all, why... Okay, we need, we need to discuss. <laughs> so... Just to give some context to what's been going on with me and Brad and Amplitude. So, Amplitude demo came out, I don't know. Four or five days ago. Four or five days ago. Brad, how many hours have you put into the Amplitude Amplitude demo? (laughs) Two or three. More than that. There's no (laughs) way you have more than that. What is your ranking in those? Like, what, top 10% or something? I'm top 10% in all three of the demo songs, yes. (laughs) Top five in one of them, or at least when I turned it on a day or two ago, I still was. Okay, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no, like two or three hours. Okay, still, that's two or three hours on three songs. And your logic yeah, for not buying this one. game is, I heard, the, I heard the soundtrack isn't great. <laughs> it's 20 bucks, and I'm not really into electronic music. And yeah, that's about it. But how, okay, how can you play, how can you play those those three songs for three hours, like an hour each, and then be like, ah, I'm not really into the sound lo- soundtrack. <laughs> like what? Because <laughs> I don't care for the songs. I like the gameplay. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I guess. But I'm just saying, like, there's like you could there's like 30 more songs you can play and have a whole gamut of different gameplay. Yeah. See, I could, but I don't know. I just like in my mind, I'm not gonna like any of those songs any more than this. So I might as well just play these three songs when, in my mind, the other ones are gonna sound very similar, <laughs> and I'm not gonna like those anymore. So why not just stick with these? <laughs> I will say though that like I so I, I actually I did, I bought the game because <laughs> uh, I'm actually not nearly as good as this game as Brad is because I'm not very good at guitar here, or, or guitar here and rock band. I know you're like yeah, your scores suck by the way. Like as soon as okay. I turned it on, I think I beat you like all three the first time by like thirty or forty yeah, percent. Probably because I can only play like on. <laughs> advance like if i'm lucky and like sometimes i have to turn on the difficulty even advanced like normal um yeah that was my next goal for the demo is i was really close to 100 percenting a couple of them on expert the first and second song that was kind of my next thing if i go back to it but yeah yeah so anyways i actually got i got this game not because actually i got this game because uh not because i i thought the gameplay was okay i actually just really like the art in the game like that's why i bought it it is really pretty it's super cool and there's actually a story is it really? Yeah, it's really strange because uh, I remember I remember follow, I followed the Kickstarter for like a little bit because I was like, "Ooh, Amplitude!" I was like, "I was like the people." I think Brad, you too, were kind of like, "Ooh, oh my god, they're bringing back Amplitude." That's kind of cool. Um, yeah. So one of the one of the art like uh, idea the ideas behind the art is they want to do this like weird mix of organic and like technology. So all of the all of, like everything in the game feels like it has like it everything has like a very like metallic sheen, but it also has like this like really weird, like weird organic movement. I really really like that. And uh, the story is kind of weird. I, I'm gonna say story very lightly. If you play the demo, uh, when you start the game, it says like starting up Sarah OS or something like well, that. Well, it talks about your brainwaves and stuff too, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm not sure. I, I don't. I still haven't quite figured out the story, but it seems like they're doing some sort of experiment on somebody's brain, and you are. You you are seeing the experiment happen through the eyes of whoever's brain getting experimented on, um, and the, for some reason music has something to do with this. I don't know, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just thought, I thought I love the art, and I, I just thought it was like a really gorgeous game. I haven't played too much of it, and I will say though, like the soundtrack is okay. I need to play more of it. I think I've only gotten through like the first two worlds. 
but like when I bought the game, so you get like three songs in the demo. Like the fourth song that I got, like when you when you actually like got the full version, it just wasn't very good. Like it was clear, like they're like, we should stop the demo here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At what point does these songs not get great? Yeah, and we don't want to give those away for free. We'll give yeah. And it, it kind of felt like there there hasn't been a song yet. Like ooh, I want to go back and replay that one really really uh, good. But like this game too. Actually, I didn't buy it until I put headphones on. Like I'd been playing it without headphones. Oh, you're playing it wrong. Yeah, I know exactly. And when I put on headphones, like whoa. Uh huh. Yeah, it makes a world of difference. And I just want to play more of that because I just I like the I liked how I, even if the music was like I was okay with the music. I loved how the music like played in your headphones. It was like it's crazy because it feels like you're it's all over. It's like all around you. See, and to me at this point because the songs are what matter to me. Mm. I'd much rather sit down and play Rock Band Blitz again. Which is essentially yeah. a very similar game. It's definitely different aesthetically, yeah. but in terms of gameplay-wise, it's very, very similar because that was kind of the spiritual successor, so to speak, of Amplitude. And yeah. to me, I just like... I have that game where it's got 400 licensed songs that I helped pick because I paid so much for the damn DLC over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. That that I would much rather sit down and play that because it has music that I'm enjoying. Whereas this, it's like, yes, I like the idea of doing this, but I'd much rather sit down and play songs that are good. They're not necessarily good. Cause I don't even know if these songs are good or not, but it's music that's more appealing to me personally. Yeah. I, I can sort of feel that. And I kind of, the thing is like when I was playing the songs, I know it's like, I feel like what happened with amplitude is that because they use a lot of licensed song, it really, really screwed up any potential re-release of it in the future. Um, yep, so, like, sure. all of this is original music and none of it's licensed. And I was, I was kind of hoping, like, you, you know, sound, like, sound shapes, like, they, they met up with, like, some, with some artists and they collaborated yep. on it. And I'm surprised that they didn't, at least they didn't feel like they did it with this one. Maybe I just haven't gotten those songs yet, but I feel like this game would have been, like, amazing if it was, like, okay, we're making a song with, like, Dead Mouse or we're making a, we're making a, a song with, I don't know, electronic artists. It's not like, it's not like a lot of electronic art, artists donated their songs to this game it's kind of like they had to come with their own yeah. rather than so a lot of it's because it kind of feels like it all comes from the sort of the same place the song the songs sound kind of similar well i i really wish that they had sort of found a name to attach to it um and i'm shocked that with harmonics pull in the music industry at this point i mean rock band did a lot for a lot of bands yeah and i'm shocked that they couldn't try and get something together i mean i'm assuming i feel like the kickstarter for this was just like in september or something like the kickstarter was not that long yeah ago, yeah so i like, mean no no it was, it was before that it's been a, a year. yeah it's been about a year i'd say it's about a year yeah so i mean if you figure a year and i don't know i'm just assuming maybe licensing issues or even just monetarily they probably still would have had to pay somebody something with kickstarter and everything that's the only thing i can think of why well, it's the, not because yeah, well the thing with like rock band is if rock band was made with mtv um the but but again like guitar hero and stuff wasn't and no but that's made with activision the, money like it's it's like those true, those games those true, had like true, a true. lot of money behind them and it's like this one just clearly just didn't so they kind of like blew but, it out on the visual so it like looks fucking amazing on the visuals like i just love how this game looks um but yeah it's just like because it's kind of missing that it's because it's missing the license and i wouldn't even want licensed music i would just like to hear bands that you know yeah. that maybe create something unique so the songs sound more unique between each other i mean you can do all electronic but just don't make all electronic by the same band yeah and again just having different people's inputs on things always helps mm -hmm. all right last game on the list here and this one i'm just gonna talk about for a minute because we are going to be talking about this for a while uh, <laughs> because it's long and i'm slow so is this like brad's uh, bloodborne <laughs> 
What do you mean? Like where it's just like it's just gonna come up forever. <laughs> yep, I have a feeling. Yeah. So I started playing Xenoblade Chronicles X, and oh my god, this game is my new favorite game after the first four hours. I freaking love this game. <laughs> so it starts out, it starts out with space, and then you see a big ass thing start flying over top, which is basically like Star dramatic Star Wars <laughs> beginning. And the opening cutscene is basically how these aliens just came and had this war above Earth and just blew the shit out of Earth. So Earth sends out all these life pods all over the place, like these giant city size, even bigger than that life pods, full of people to all these different places. Mm-hmm. And you're on one of them that crash lands on this planet that you call Mira. And the game basically starts with, you've been there two months, you've been in stasis since Earth blew up, you're out and you go and you just like one of the colonels in the army finds you and brings you back to the city. Mm-hmm. And just walking around this game world, this is one of the, just walking around this world and seeing stuff is so cool <laughs> within 20 minutes like i fought like my little you know the little like buffalo looking guy who was a level one enemy and i kept walking for maybe another 20 minutes and there is this gigantic like skyscraper sized dinosaur looking thing that just says level 54 above oh. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just like looking like holy crap and then next to it there's this like little herd of these like half as tall things that say level 34 above it and then in the corner there's like this little buffalo guy again that says level two i'm like yeah i can kill that one <laughs> that's kind of cool so it just yeah. instantly gives you this side like this picture of the scale of this game and it instantly makes me go okay i need to start leveling up so i can go kill that thing yeah, yeah. it doesn't hide it from you it's not like oh eventually there's gonna be something cool that i can fight it's like there's the cool thing you can fight. You better get your ass working so oh. you can actually fight that. Oh, thing. that's actually really cool. Oh, so it kind of like gives you like a goal, like sort of like because I know they, I know they sort of did something like that, like Final Fantasy 13. Like they have like one giant tortoise yeah. thing, but this is like constantly like they're like, oh, look at all these cool things you you'll get to kill in the future, sort of thing. Yeah, and just as you walk around, you see more and more of them, and it's just like, oh, can I fight that? Oh, no, I'm level eight. Like I think I'm at like level eight or nine right now. Yeah, it's like. Oh, level 12, probably shouldn't try that. Okay, run past him. Okay, ooh, here's level... Ooh, I haven't fought that thing. Let's try that. Thing. Yeah, yeah, So it's just, ugh, the enemies are so unique. And, I mean, I don't know how much this was... I didn't really look at anything for this game, like, outside of a trailer or two before it came out. I kind of already knew what it was. But, so maybe light spoilers here, but, like, four hours, three or four hours in where I'm in, I just got to the point where you find out, oh, there's other, like, sentient aliens on this planet that can, like, talk to you and are pissed about humans being here. Oh, that's kind of cool. So it's like, originally I thought it was just kind of like a Monster Hunter game where it's like, okay, you're going to have quests to kill these, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute, there's aliens that don't like Earth people here. Like, ooh, okay, that's a new, dis- ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, oh, so you're kind of like the invader in the story, I guess. Essentially, well, it sounds like, yeah, I just, like, literally I stopped playing, like, right after I met these people. So it sounds like they might not be native either, I don't know, but yeah. I don't know, it's just, because it starts out and it was, like, so cool, and then that came up, I was like, oh my god, this got better. Like, how, <laughs> this game I was already loving every second of just got better. Like, how did that happen? Yeah, how's the combat? Like, it's sort of fake real-time, kind of, or how does that work? Uh, It's real-time. You control your character and then there's right now I've got two. I don't know how many it goes up to, but I've got two characters who fight alongside mm-hmm. me. And basically, it's you have a melee and a ranged weapon. Yeah. Which basically auto fire as you go through. And then you've got six. You've got a bar that has I want to say ten abilities on it, and you can kind of click through like when you can use them. And those are all time based. You have total movement around, so you can dodge attacks and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, but basically, so like my guy have an assault rifle. He basically just shoots the whole time, and you kind of run around, and then. You pick your different abilities, and you can kind of time it, and each, you know, I've got an ability that does more damage from the side, I've got one that does more when they're staggered, things like that. So oh, okay. There's some play with it, but for the most part, it's, 
it's real time, but you're controlling the one character. And I don't know. It's, is it fun? It's different. Like, is, yes, oh, okay. it is fun. That's yes. all I really care about. And again, and I think the monster designs and just the scale of things make it even more fun because you're killing awesome, cool monster things. Oh, okay. God dang. And they all look really unique. They all, there's nothing where I look like, I haven't run into really too many of the, I mean, obviously the first like couple ones, but like the bigger things I've looked at, there's none that look like, like oh yeah, that's that thing from blank. Most of them look fairly unique. Most of them are kind of like, okay, that's something I haven't really seen too much before. Yeah, I've heard they kind of look like really, really, really alien with the designs. Like you're a very alien, alien planet. Yeah, very much. Yeah. And the landscape is really cool. They've got cool mountains and different things that you can kind of climb and everything. It's just, oh, It works really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm really loving it after the first four hours. Dang. Yeah, I'm, that's like one of those. There's like a few like Wii U games that are kind of like. When I saw that game, like, uh, I've seen videos and stuff. It just, like, looks better than a lot of game, like, a lot of, like, next-gen games I've seen. It's just, like, holy crap. Yeah, it has crap. no right to be on Wii U the way it looks. <laughs> it does not look like any Wii U game I've ever played before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're probably... They've got to be pushing that thing to a limit with mm-hmm. that. Because, I mean, and there's very few loading times. The only loading times I've ran into is when it goes into a cutscene hmm. and out of a cutscene. Other than that, going in and out of the city going you know just running around the entire world's just open from the beginning Jeez. and just running through that whole thing like there's never a pause there's never anything i haven't run into any of that yet after four or five hours damn <laughs> sounds pretty cool yeah, it's an impressive game mm-hmm. so we'll probably be we'll hearing more about it in the future then <laughs> oh for sure yeah that's that is the only game i plan on it's playing like, for the next couple of weeks yeah it's like 80 hours long so i don't know <laughs> maybe we'll have to do like two or three more little yeah um, I've seen I've seen anywhere from forty like rushed playthroughs to like hundred and eighty hour. No, jeez. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see how. I don't know. It's one of those games that as I played, I was like, <sighs> I feel bad starting this. I feel like I'm not gonna finish it, but mm-hmm. I'm liking it so much that I feel like I have to. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for the Dark Sliders podcast this week. Uh, we will have a lot more about Xenoblade next week, oh, of course, and possibly other things. <laughs> yeah. Probably other things. Hopefully there'll be some news and we'll get back into our normal schedule here. So been gone for a while, but we're back. Yes. And that's exciting. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. I, th- I think we'll be able to keep the weekly schedule. It's actually kind of hard to do sometimes. Did you say hope. I, yeah. I thought you said hopefully it was exciting, not hopefully. Was <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really funny. I was actually looking at like our episode count. I think it was like episode 38-ish. I mean, I'm not really sure what the official count is. Um, but like we're getting near like our, our year anniversary. I was like, we should be at like 52. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were bad a couple well i feel like yeah we did definitely did some like week and a half in there i feel like we're normal on like a week and a half schedule yeah or basically whenever our twitter says we're, we're making an episode <laughs> yeah which is a great segue follow us on twitter uh at dark sliders underscore pod if you want to know when the next one is mm-hmm. because we don't know when it will be. <laughs> probably next week <laughs> it's always come to the yeah within a week and a half like it's always within there yeah but anyway follow us there uh, whatever podcast listening to thing you happen to be on right now, I'm sure you can find a subscribe button somewhere that you could click. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, and we will hopefully be back next week. See ya.